Welcome to the People Sports Podcast. My name is Mark Titus. Her name is Charlotte Wilder. Together, we are people. I think that's how it works, Charlotte. We're, we're people. That's, that's why we named the show this, I think. Yeah, last time I checked. I mean, there is today, there's a dog. We each have a dog on the podcast today. Do, so maybe yeah. it should be the mammals. The, the mammals. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the mammal sports podcast. Um, I want to start with this because this is very important and it's very self-serving. And uh, But uh, this is becoming the biggest issue in my life, Charlotte. Uh, my hair is getting really long and I need, <laughs> I need a woman's opinion on this. Uh, what do I do? Because uh, I'm, I'm getting to the point where it might be time to man bun it up. And I feel like every guy in my life is like, if you get a man bun, I swear to God, I'm done talking to you. Uh, but I, I have, I made a promise to myself that uh, when, when the coronavirus thing started and the, the pandemic started and, and we started working from home, I said, I'm just going to not get a haircut until we're back in the studio, um, which feels like that's going to be like January at the earliest. Yeah. No, dude, you're going to be, you're not going to have, you're going to have long hair for like five years. Yeah. So take- yeah, no kidding. So I'm stuck and I don't know what to do because like, it really is like getting in my way. It's, it's an absolute <laughs> nuisance. And I feel like what I'm saying is I feel like guys who get ponytails don't do it because they think they're cool with ponytails. It's like a functional thing. Right. And I, I'm on the cusp now, Charlotte, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what okay. to do. Okay. Well, listen, I first of all, I think you're right. Every man I know who has gone, who I have known having short hair and then has gone to either a ponytail or a man bun, it has been because they are just too lazy to get a haircut. And then they get yeah. into it. Then it becomes like a competitive thing, you know, which I can see you falling into that trap. I think, you know, um, I've had this conversation with a lot of men in quarantine because, yeah, see, there's a dog. I knew, the I knew we'd get a <laughs> mammal sports podcast. Come on. But, yeah, so I think I've had this conversation with a lot of men uh, in quarantine who are deciding whether to just let it go or, you know, go mm-hmm. the man. I feel like I'm sensing from you that you kind of want to try it. I, I want to try it, but the, the fear is that I've already s- slipped into the California lifestyle a little too much. I moved out here a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already moved – since I moved out here, I've already moved closer to the beach. Oh, no. uh, I'm going to the beach a lot. I'm growing my hair out. I'm, I'm going I'm, – I'm doing yoga classes on, in my living room. Like it's just starting to – like I'm, I'm, every so often I'll look in the mirror and I'm like, what have you become? And I feel like – if I get a man bun or a ponytail, that's the end of the line. They'll never let me back in the Midwest. So I don't know. I, we, we can have a, that's a, that's a conversation maybe for off air, but I don't know. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, you gotta, I can't make this go on this. I guess we could, we could make a whole show out of anything, but uh, I'm going to say oh. you have to go with your gut on this one. And right. uh, I'm here right, for moral so support. Ultimately no help whatsoever. Just None. Your gut. All right. Yeah. yeah. Which, all right. Uh, so what do we want to talk about today? I have a few topics I'm going to throw at you. You tell me if these, uh, do the job for you. Number one, keeping up with the Kardashians is officially done after God knows how many episodes and season. Were you into that, Charlotte? Were you into the show at any point in time? Don't lie. Don't lie. So no, I wasn't. Never. I never, I never watched the show, but I did watch clips on their social media. So I'm not mm. saying I'm above it. I'm saying I was too lazy to figure out like what time it aired or yeah. whatever. Um, Mark, we can't go down this rabbit hole though, because I have become so deeply obsessed with the show Selling Sunset and oh, I fall, yeah, no, I, I fall into these like reality show traps where uh-huh. I think about are these reality shows and then I start like building these alternate realities. So we have to skip this because I will tell I will my favorite thing. My favorite thing about reality TV is just that people uh, everybody has like one or two shows that they watch and then they all look down their nose at all the other shows. They're like, I can't believe you watch that Kardashian garbage. <laughs> anyway, 
Real Housewives, what's going on there? Let's check this out. You know, like every single no, person. They, I have they fully have their... embraced that I am not too good for anything. Like yeah. it, it's just a matter of what I have time for. Yeah. Um, all right. So we won't talk about that. Uh, I'm a college basketball guy. I know you're not really particularly Wait, into college basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I want uh, maybe I could talk you into the idea that the ACC coaches floated today where they want every single team in division one to make the NCAA tournament. They want to have an NCAA tournament with 353 teams, Charlotte. What? <laughs> all right. No, I'm sorry. That's like, that's, that's, n- there's that's nothing that's, to even talk about. That's the stupidest no, yeah, thing yeah. I've ever heard. That's a great comment. Just what? How do you see uh, that? Like what? Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I, I listen to Titus and Tate. We'll flesh this out. I'm, I'm curious. Oh my god, what Tate's a an ACC guy. plug for your yeah, other show! I just By the way, get, some yeah. people are very upset. They think that you're uh, stepping out on Tate with me, and I, I feel I like am. we need to make it clear. Well, yes, but also <laughs> like these things are still happening. Like you still have Titus and Tate. I we do. Yeah, we still have that. We'll talk. We'll save that for for that other show. But yeah, I thought uh, you know that, that's that's certainly interesting. A 353 team tournament. Oh, uh, there's this from the New York Times. Dentists are seeing an epidemic of cracked teeth. What is going on? This was a headline in the New York Times yesterday that apparently there's a lot of the, the, the coronavirus is not the only epidemic. There's also cracked teeth epidemic going on. Well, uh, first of all, already read that. Uh, second of all, <laughs> really? I, no, seriously, I have I grind my teeth so badly. It got to the point where I went to the dentist a few years ago and she was like, we got to you need really? to sleep with a mouth guard because otherwise you're going to oh, like no. crack all of your teeth out of your head. So that's probably the most attractive thing about me. Um, oh, no. But yeah, so that's that that did. So you don't want to. This, is, this hits a little too close to home. We don't want to talk. I'd about rather this. not. I'd rather. All right, not, can yeah. we talk about? Yeah, all right, I think I have it. Can we please talk about Novak Djokovic uh, smoking a tennis ball and hitting a lineswoman? <laughs> like one of the one of the oddest things I've ever seen in sports. That the guy, he he didn't mean to do it, but he did mean to do it at the same time. Gets disqualified. He's the number one seed. He's he's one of the how many how many goats are there in tennis? They, tennis somehow has like three goats. They have, time. They're like four goats who are all around like between 33 and 35 right now. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it's like and, it's uh Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, and Andy Murray, and they all just mm-hmm. kind of like rotate around. And it depends on the day as to who's like the actual goat and all that. But uh Djokovic and he was favored to win this thing, and uh obviously he's disqualified, he's not going to win it. This is going to impact his goat status. Um but just to just just in general, I th- I feel like this story is perfect for us because uh, what a, what a bizarre turn of events. He's pleading his case. Everyone is like fall like th- there are people arguing. Let the man play. Like he's he, he th- they're just like being unabashed about their their favoritism. That like he's the number one seed and they're they're not afraid to admit like if this was a no name guy, kick his ass out. Of course, but he it's, it's Djokovic. Let him play. Right, we want him to play. Right. Other people are like, what? He he smoked a tennis ball and hit a lineswoman in the throat. Like, the there have to throat. be consequences for your actions, right? Have you ever been hit in the throat with something? It's like the most unpleasant sensation. I you you can't breathe. I mean, if should we back? Should we just like run down the yeah, chain of events? Because it's actually give me everything kind happened, of fascinating. I'll be honest. I saw the clip, the three second clip, and then I've just kind of like seen mm-hmm. tweets about it, and that's about it. So you you you're certainly more informed than I am. I got you. Well, I'm also kind of a tennis person. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that I need to be any more obnoxious than I already am, but I've been playing a lot of tennis this summer. So I've mm. been following along. Uh, I even got the same racket that Serena Williams has because I'm a <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> it was way too expensive, but it's amazing. I love it. Um, anyway, shout out Wilson if you want to sponsor me. 
Um, so Djokovic is losing to, I'm going to say his name wrong. Let me see. What's his name? Mm. He's losing to Pablo Carreño Busta. And he was down, I believe, five, six in the first set. And he got so frustrated. He was already kind of grumbling to himself. He got so frustrated that he just smacked the ball as hard as he could. And it hit this line judge in the neck. So she mm -hmm. crumples to the ground. He, to his credit, he is horrified that he's done this. He rushes over to her, try, you know, says, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. And then there's like a 10-minute discussion with the um, refs or umps, umpire. What do you call uh, them? Uh, yeah, what do you call the 10-minute guy? Uh did I, I write know. this down even? Is it? Yeah, I think it is umpire, right? Tennis umpire? I think so. That sounds right to me for some reason. Yeah. Tennis judge? Judge yeah, doesn't. Yeah, no, I, it's umpire. It's, it's umpire. got to be umpire, right? Yeah. Which is kind of crazy, I guess, that, that umpire, yeah. Right? Anyway. <laughs> Why is that tripping us up? Anyway, whatever. So the ump, there's like a 10-minute discussion between uh -huh. Djokovic and the umpires about whether he should or shouldn't be kicked out. Turns out, this was what was kind of interesting to me about this story, is that there is a rule that if you hit a line judge in the throat, you get disqualified. No, there's a rule that if you <laughs> do something and cause harm, even if you didn't intend it, um, mm -hmm. then you have to be kicked out. So following the rules, he had to be kicked out. And... Um, Afterwards, some of his fans, the media, the U.S. Uh, Open was very careful not to release the line judge's name because they didn't want her to take heat. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, a Serbian news outlet, leave it to the Serbs. Um, uh, no, I'm kidding. I have nothing against Serbia. Uh, but they publish her Instagram handle. So she started getting oh, no. all of this hate mail on oh, Instagram God. from Djokovic fans who think that she was acting more hurt than she was. So then Djokovic she was flopping. Was like they're accusing her they of flopping. They she was flopping. <laughs> yes, they thought the they thought the line judge was flopping, which is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. But but Djokovic, he was like, "Come on, you guys need to chill out." And one more one more element of this that I do have to say is I'm not completely unbiased in this situation because I think Djokovic has been a real dummy this year. He's uh -huh. an anti-vaxxer. He mm -hmm. didn't really believe Corona was a problem. So he hosted a tennis tournament and then mm -hmm. he got coronavirus. Um, mm -hmm. he, he's really like on some thin ice with tennis already. And then this happens. And then he smokes the lion's woman in the throat. Uh, listen, I... The idea that she's flopping is preposterous, right? Like, as you said, is it, have you ever been hit in the throat with it? Like, you don't have to be hit in the throat. Just, like, accidentally, like, I, I can't think of a scenario where you accidentally, like, kind of hit your throat. But, um, man, yeah, not a I, not a great spot to have an impact. I have, like, memories of being on the playground as a kid and, like, walking into a metal pole with my throat or something, like a monkey <laughs> bar or something. I don't know. Does that, does that sound right? And then you're, and then like your throat hurt for like six months, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. this is yeah, I, I cannot imagine. Um, also, I've watched enough American Gladiators to know that uh, oh my god. tennis balls being fired at people, like it's not easy to dodge a tennis ball being being shot your way. Right? You can like, dodge a wrench, you can <laughs> dodge a tennis ball. Do you think uh, we should like have a, a people sports podcast over under on how many times we obnoxiously quote like? Will Ferrell just movies dumb, from yeah movies from our high school junior high days yeah, yeah like everybody wants that right Every <laughs> very nice <laughs> <laughs> oh just do God. like we just do like like we do a whole show where like I do Austin Powers voice and you do Borat and it's just yeah just or or Napoleon Dynamite and Borat. I'm Napoleon Dynamite, you're Borat, and everyone's just like, oh my God, shoot me in the brain. This is and the then the only <laughs> other thing we're allowed to say is Step Brothers quotes. <laughs> yeah.
That's but anyway, also an, um, back to Djokovic for a sec. Another yeah. another element is that people are drawing parallels to Serena Williams in 2018, where she got in that fight with the yeah. umpire, and then you know Osaka won, and it was this whole. It was her first. It, it was a whole big thing, and this was a whole big thing. So maybe the U.S. Open is cursed. What is it about tennis that lends itself to freakouts? I mean, like John McEnroe is the guy that comes to mind when you think of tennis freakouts. But uh, as you said, Serena Williams, who generally is—I mean, I guess she kind of loses her mind every so often—but she's like the she's she's great. She's the greatest of all time, and, and you would think that like she would be able to rise above. She's not. She's prone to having a freak out every so often. Uh, I feel like there's got to be something in the tennis water that like just makes people just snap all of a sudden. I don't know what it is. I don't know, and and especially on the refs as well. Like, is it isn't tennis like aren't isn't the officiating now like computerized to where like in and out calls can be? I don't know. It's it's all it's all very interesting. I, yes, I'm, I'm keeping my own tennis culture here. I feel like tennis might be one of the most deeply human sports in terms of being miserable because mm. you are out there by yourself. If you're playing singles, you are you are by yourself. You are the only person in your head. You're not even allowed to get coaching from, you know, that was what the whole problem with Serena was in 2018. The, the umpire thought she was getting coached from the stands. She mm -hmm. said she wasn't. Um, so you're really your own worst enemy, and and I think that in this case, uh, it can really death spiral pretty quickly. Like, if you're having yeah. a bad day, and then you have another bad shot, and then you have another bad shot, it compounds on itself to the point where you're just, you just freak out and smash your racket or yeah. hit a line judge in the throat. And and it, what, what's interesting is I feel like golf has the same sort of, like, mental you're you're on an island you're playing by yourself whatever it's it's a very difficult game you're trying to control a ball using a foreign object in your hand like i don't know it's all it, it, it all i understand how you'd like want to freak out but golfers seem to like internalize it and they just like i, I don't know the, the, there are sometimes public lashes but it's not as much as tennis tennis just like it seems to bubble over i saw the one guy i, I don't remember his name I, I literally just saw like a clip of this on twitter uh, they're playing with no fans, and one guy turns and he's like, "Bro, I can hear everything." Like the guy comment <laughs> commentating on the game is calling. He's like, mm, "He's his serves are dog shit right now. He's got to he's got to clean up his serves. He's not playing well, John." And the guy turns. He's like, "Bro, I can hear every word you're saying. Like, what the hell?" <laughs> Which like, I actually understand. Yeah, it's, you're like, I'm literally right here. <laughs> yeah, I'm standing right here. What are you That's doing? like when you text someone, you're trying to talk shit about someone, and you text. The person you're saying something bad about instead of the person yeah. you're which is my absolute worst nightmare but it's very similar I've, I've done that on purpose i've done the accidental text on purpose the larry david no accident. i've done that to people yeah i've done that on purpose like i've purposely been like yeah tate sucks and i send it to tate and i'm like oh my bad man didn't mean to send <laughs> um all right so let's let's uh uh my, my my take on the Djokovic thing uh of course he should have been disqualified it's an accident but like what 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 was the best case scenario that he thought was going to happen? I was just going to hit the like, you can't just smoke the shit out of a tennis ball, can you? Like, I'm just thinking like LeBron, a foul is called or a foul is not called on LeBron or something. He just takes the basketball and just throws it into the stands, <laughs> and then they're like, "Yeah, LeBron, you're you're ejected from the game." Is he going to be like, "What? I didn't. I mean, like, I didn't mean to hit the beer vendor and have him throw beer all over it." It's like, but what did you mean to do, LeBron? Because like, what is the best case scenario of you having an outburst? <laughs> Totally. And and I feel like the entire U.S. legal system is built not on intent, but on action. I mean, yeah. you, you even have, there's like a kind of murder called manslaughter because it's like, just because you didn't mean to kill the person doesn't mm -hmm. mean 
you didn't. And that is a very dark place for me to go <laughs> with this like... conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you equating a guy hitting a tennis ball to murder? Is that what just happened, Charlotte? Oh, no, my it God. Was bodily harm. I don't know. Charlotte, remember the rules of this podcast. It's got to be fun or funny. I mean, my God, what are we doing here? Jesus, uh, wow. All right, so this got me thinking about sports meltdowns. There are a ton to choose from. Is there one that stands out? Because we because we have something else we want to get to here in a second. But uh, is there a sports meltdown? Because Djokovic, for me, it's the only thing that makes us notable is that he, he got very, very unlucky with where the ball ended up. Otherwise, like him just hitting a tennis ball really hard, if it does hit the wall – not much of a story. Uh, mm -hmm. that, in terms of like sports meltdowns, that's not even that's like not even a five out of ten on the the sports meltdown scale. Right. Um, but is there one that stands out to you? What What is your like ten out of ten? This is the one I I love the most. I'll never forget this. Okay, so obviously this is a category just stacked with contenders. I mean, this is like mm -hmm. the you know five thousand ACC team tournament or what the hell <laughs> yeah, ever yeah, they're talking yeah. about. Uh, so I would have had real trouble seating it. So I'm glad we didn't go down, you know, we didn't draft like our all-time range moments because I also think we're going to have to save that for somewhere down We'll save line. that for March. We'll do it in March when, uh, yes. you, know, you know how like everyone does the 64 bracket, like what's the best fast food item? And it's like, it's bracket season. We'll do yes. the 353 sports meltdowns and everyone vote. And it takes like seven months to work through the vote on Twitter. <laughs> and then we have a selection show and like yeah, yeah, it goes yeah. to John McEnroe who doesn't get seated and he like smashes yeah, the racket yeah. again. Yeah, no, that'd be great. Um, I mean, we do work for a network, so just saying. Yeah, know. there you go. That's content. Uh, so the first thing that came to mind, this is, this is not a deep cut, but it's not one of the sort of obvious ones, but it's my per personal favorite which is when a few seasons ago, uh, I can't remember exactly what year, but Bill Belichick got so mad on the sidelines that he took his, you know, Microsoft Surface tablet, sponsor of the NFL, um, mm -hmm. and he just smashed it as hard as he could on the bench. Like he snapped <laughs> the tablet in half and then just kept hitting it. Like once he had broken this piece of electronics, he didn't stop. And I think that is one of my all-time favorite sideline rage mode because it was also very quiet it was Belichick right like he didn't say right. anything he just quietly walked over to the bench and then just destroyed the daylights out of this tablet which is funny to begin with a tablet is like a funny yeah thing. yeah the 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 tablet uh so Belichick to me seems like I don't I guess I don't pay enough attention he doesn't seem like a guy that ever has meltdowns is that what makes this notable or does he have yes. meltdowns and I just don't notice it but yeah he seems he like a guy that doesn't really he just like like if a ref is screwing him or something or a guy's not playing well, he just kind of nods. He's like, okay, all right, I, I I see what's happening. And then like you, you, that's all it takes. And you're just like, if you're the ref, you're like, oh my god, I don't like what's what's going on here. And he's like, no, I'll re no, Jim, I'll uh, uh that call, I'll remember that, I'll remember that. And that's all right. he has to say, you know. And then he, like, he, he like burns down your house and ruins your life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, he, you'd think that he normally does have very quiet rage. You know, the kind of rage where um. It's like the silent treatment. I would so much rather someone get really mad at me than just not talk to me. I'm like not bad. Is, I'm disappointed. Yeah, that, that and move, just yeah. and then be like, no, you know, like we'll uh, we'll we'll work through it, or we'll we'll talk about it later. And then you don't hear from them, and you're like, oh my god. But so Belichick, this was a rare instance where he still had that sort of surface calm, and then just snapped. Yeah, 
That's that's a good one because I think yeah it does stand out that Belichick. So what what triggered it? What made him so mad? That's what I I should have looked that up. You'd think we that knowing that I would talk about this on a podcast, I would have researched it, but I actually can't remember. And that's kind of why I like it that it was it was probably not important enough. How how has this not been memed to death? Like how is this not like? Oh, like, it's a gift. It, it, but I, I never see like the only Belichick one I see, which I gotta say is one I, I laugh every single time. Every literally every single time is the one where he's got the binoculars and the uh, yes. <laughs> the the popcorn and just like li, like any white wide receiver gets cut or like so you know something like that. Right. So someone someone will retweet uh, Schefter's tweet that like you know some some white guy some no name white guy got cut and then like people just retweet it and put Belichick with the binoculars. And it's so <laughs> like any anytime someone used to play lacrosse, it's just like yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah, it's so so good. Uh, as you said, there are a million to choose from. Uh, I think most people, if you know anything about my upbringing, you would think that I would pick Bob Knight throwing a chair against Purdue. I was yeah yeah. I was that's, gonna say that's the obvious that was my me. guest. Um. That's not the one I picked. When I think of sports meltdowns, my mind immediately goes to that minor league manager. Uh, what was this? Like it was, it was when I was in college. So it was probably like 07, 08. The, it was for the Braves. I watched, I, I rewatched the video today. Uh, the minor league manager who crawls on all fours to the rosin bag and fake bites it like it's a grenade and throws it at the umpire. It was one of the most, it, I, I rewatched it and, it did feel very performative. I will say that. I'm going to call the guy out a little bit because uh, he comes out and yells. First of all, I'm going all over the place, but that's the 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 crux of this podcast. It's, a pe- it's what all, the people want, Mark. Uh, baseball managers in general, their meltdowns are unlike any other meltdowns in sports. Like they get up in the umpire's face. They're nose to nose. I God knows what they're even yelling at them. And, and it's guys that they know very well. And I, I guess that's like, in my mind, that's like really weird because it's like, how can you get that upset with a guy that like umpires probably 70 of your games this season? But then that's probably what pisses them off more is like, Carl, I know you. We're bet. I thought we were friends. How could you do this to me? Like they get nose to nose and they start turning their heads. And and like baseball games are the only context where you see this behavior. Like even even all the public meltdowns we've seen in the last six months on Twitter that people are showing. Like you still never see like guys touching nose to nose and just kind of like barking <laughs> like that, you know, and their heads are bobbing. It only ever happens on a baseball field. Uh, so, so this particular one I'm talking about, the, it's the Braves minor league manager. He comes out. He start, He starts out with that. He's chewing out the ump. The ump's just sitting there and just taking it because, like, the ump has to take – like, baseball umpires and soccer refs are the only two officials that just, like, take it. They're just like, I guess I have to take this. And they just sit there. Soccer refs are worse. If you really think about it, like, if there's, like, a bad call, like, the entire field of players just runs up on the ref and just starts yelling at him. The ref's like uh, – I, I don't know what to do about this. I'm like just their only to... recourse is to hold up a card. And they're just like, boop, boop, boop. right, right. I would give out red cards the minute anyone started chirping me. But I, I do um, feel like there's some instances of managers like fighting back, but then all that does is get, I mean, of umpires fighting back, but then all that does is get the manager ejected. Yeah. The one, the one that comes to mind is the, uh, uh, was it Terry Collins on the Mets, the Mets manager with the, the ass in the jackpot, right? Like when, uh, uh do you remember, do you remember one. that? Me? The, no. uh, Shoot, I forget the details. Everyone listening is going to remember. Uh, I think it was Noah Syndergaard was like upset with the umpire. And then Terry Collins, who I think is the, that was the Mets manager, he comes out and starts arguing. 
And then the, the, the umpire was mic'd up and it was like really a, a famous video that was getting passed around social media for a while. And, and he just kept saying, my ass is in the jackpot, Terry. I had, I had to make the call. My ass is in the jackpot. And then ass in the <laughs> jackpot became like a meme. He's like, Terry, Terry, I don't know what to do. My ass is in the jackpot here. My ass is in... And like everyone, everyone that watched that video is like, what is that? I have no idea what it means, but I also know exactly what it means. My ass is in the jackpot. I, I can't believe I somehow missed that. But yeah, you yeah look that's... That up. That's, that's one of those things. Red. Okay, okay, okay. I'll look that up. That's um, one of those things where you're like, I don't know what you're saying, and that's not actually a saying, but I completely understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so my mild, to, I'm gonna I'm gonna recap the meltdown, then we'll move on. Uh, so okay. the guy comes out, he yells at the ump, he does the thing that you know, nose to nose, like barking at him. God knows what he's even saying. Uh, then he covers home plate with dirt, draws with his finger a bigger home plate. Yes. To protest the strike zone. Uh, that the I remember this. And then he walks over to third base, picks up third base, chucks it into center field. I'm not really sure what that signifies, what he's trying to <laughs> – what message he's trying to send there. And then he turns around and he's walking back. He's, that's when he starts crawling on his forearms, grabs the rosin bag behind the mound, pretends it's a grenade, throws it. Great throw, by the way, if you rewatch this. Like, hits the umpire, like, right by the feet of the umpire. Very, very good throw. Um and then he stands up and he ejects the umpire himself, which I love that. That was a great touch. Is that he points to the umpire, he's like, I'm out of the game, you're out of the game. <laughs> and then the crowd's egging him on. That was the part that felt like I, I felt like he wanted to come out, chew out the umpire, draw the home plate. And then the crowd was going absolutely nuts. And he thought to himself, I'm a minor league manager. What is the most important thing in minor league be uh, baseball? Make the fans happy. <laughs> That's it. We're not trying to win games, we're trying to sell tickets. So I got to ham this up. And then that's when I think he kind of went into the next thing. But uh, one, of, one of the all-time meltdowns. Meanwhile, the whole time, Al Green, Let's Stay Together, is playing on the PA system. <laughs> it's a great video. Great, great video. God, I, I so do remember that now. I, I loved that. Um, I mean, you could say that what the ump was doing was giving the people what they want. I mean, the manager. Yeah. He was the people's yeah. sports podcast before we even existed. He was, yeah, I mean, like, that's that's what I said. Like, if, if this is, like, Major League Baseball, you start thinking, like, all right, how does this affect the playoff hunt? Like, what, right. you know, it, it, whatever. There's so many implications. Minor League Baseball, nobody cares. We're trying to sell tickets. That's it. That's all yeah. we're trying to do. Get butts and seats. And what gets the butts and seats? Like, a manager throwing a rosin bag at her umpire. What gets the ass in the jackpot, Mark? The ass in the jackpot. <laughs> uh, um, is, well, you know these are these are incredible and we could we could keep going with some sports rage for a long time but uh -huh. i do feel like in honor of the nfl season coming back yeah. today if you're listening on thursday today. we've got mm -hmm. today we've got chiefs texans mm -hmm. uh and kind of can't believe it's happening thrilled that it is but when when we were talking about this we sort of came down to the idea that like Let's do a season preview, but a way that we would do it, mm -hmm. which is what's going to make fans angriest this season, potentially. Right, right. Yeah, so uh, what I wanted to talk about this Djokovic thing, the whole show, because it's hilarious. And then uh, we work for Fox Sports, who, as you may have heard, uh, is a business partner, I guess we'll say, of the National Football League. And uh, so our, our boss... Big like, fans. Hey, hey, I don't know if you noticed, the, uh, the biggest... <laughs> The biggest partner we have, Fox is football. That is what we are known for. Um, I don't know if you noticed, the NFL is starting on Thursday. Maybe talk a little football and we're like, all right, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, so, uh, Well, when you put it that way. Yeah. Uh, but this is a, this is a great idea because we, 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 we don't want to do what everyone else is doing. We want to be like, oh, Tom no. Brady's on the Buccaneers. Uh, 
Are the Buccaneers the NFC fan? Over under uh, nine and a half wins for the Bucs, Charlotte. What do you see? And then you're like, oh my God, who cares? Boring. Uh, <laughs> what we want to do is we want to use this joke. We, we, our happy medium is we're going to now go through all the teams and we're going to decide what it is that is going to make the fans have meltdowns, be upset, be angry. What is, what is, what is it going to happen this year that the fans of these teams are going to be mad about? Right? Is that it? I'm, is that the yes. premise? Yes, I think that is the premise. I think the premise is like, what are the things that could happen or are most likely to mm-hmm. really just get fan bases up in arms? And what yeah. I would argue is, is if we want to put any positive spin on this whatsoever, mm-hmm. which knowing you, you probably don't. But I do not. Um, no. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that at all. But I will say, I would argue that the things that will make them most mad is the if the opposite happens, that'll make fans the most happy. So as we go through a few oh, okay. of these, I'm going to play devil's advocate and say, like, on the other hand, on if other this hand. does happen. On the other hand, if they win the Super Bowl and they're going to feed it, <laughs> that's going to be my answer. If you ask me to say what would make the fans happy, I'm just going to say that for every team. Oh, they're going my God, to feed you're it. so difficult. But, but even Charlotte, the NFL, no one, NFL fans don't want to be happy. That's part of the NFL. NFL media doesn't want to be happy. This is, no, this that's is true. part of football culture is like we're miserable at all times (laughs) do you think that nfl fans and media people are like the most miserable of all sports because you'd think that doesn't sound like the obvious answer you'd you'd think it would be baseball or something but i actually really think it's football i have a theory about this I've, i've really thought about this a lot so uh in my mind the mlb media they love baseball they worship baseball is religion but they hate MLB. They hate the entity that it, they hate what the stewards of baseball, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they hate the league, but they love the sport. Yeah. Uh, NBA media is the opposite. They don't even like basketball. They're like, what, who cares? Boring. They love the NBA though. They love the, the league. They love, they will, they will carry water for the league. They will, they will always defend the ratings. Uh, whatever, whatever Adam Silver says goes, uh, then you ask him like, Something about basketball, they're like, yeah, didn't really watch. Don't care. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they my love God. The, NBA. the NFL, meanwhile, hates both. They just hate it. Like, NFL <laughs> media, they're just like, we hate everything. We just like, that's that's what football is. We just hate everything. We hate we hate the NFL. We hate football. But, like, we can't get enough of it. And we're like, that's how I feel. Why do you really? Going. No, that's so true. That's so true. It's like, uh, I was going to make a Muppets analogy. It's like the Statler and Waldorf of sports where you know like they're they're at the theater but they're just making fun of absolutely everything that's happening on stage so yeah with that said um mark would you like to run through our nfl season preview in terms of what's going to make fans the most Uh, miserable we should how do we want to do this do you want to do uh uh like go through each division how how did you structure your team Okay. I structured my team. I did. I've got my AFC division? East, AFC West, North, South. Okay. All right. So let's start in the AFC. We East. can start. Where, you know what I just realized though? I don't huh. really even know what NFL team you're a fan of. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Do we wait? Should I wait to find out as we go through this? Well, not really, because it's it's a it's anticlimactic. I don't really. I, I technically like if I, the answer is I don't have a team. But if I had a team, it's probably the Browns, just because I lived in Ohio for so long, and my friend. How I had do you so many friends. Have a team? I grew up in Indianapolis, where football is not a thing. It was never a thing. No one cares about football. The Colts got good, like as I got into junior high and high school, because Peyton Manning got drafted. But what I tell people, like, because people are like, if you're from Indy, how can you not be like a big Peyton Manning fan? And the answer is, my introduction to football was 
the years before Peyton Manning was drafted. And the whole reason the Colts got Peyton Manning, it was because they suck so bad <laughs> that they got the number <laughs> okay. one pick. So Fair. like that was what the Colts were to me. Uh, I didn't care about football really at all. Like I, I played football, but I didn't even, even then I didn't even really like it. I just like, like we've talked about this. I just. Right, 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 right. No, it's chicks, so funny. Chicks dug the quarterback. So I was like, I'll play the quarterback, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um, it's so simple. So. I wasn't really a Colts fan. My dad, uh, my dad was uh, college roommates with Chris Carter's brother, Butch Carter, at Indiana. So my dad, when whenever like we 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 always watch football as a family, like we throw NFL games on Sunday. But like I was like, I'm not a Colts fan. I'm not gonna cheer for a team that wins three games. Like what the hell? Uh, yeah. So my dad, like the Vikings would be on. My dad would point out Chris Carter. He'd be like, you know, I used to babysit him. And I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah. Like when he was young, I I was roommates with his brother at Indiana. He would come visit us and I would babysit him and uh, I played catch with him and all that. And I was like, that's the coolest thing I think I've ever heard. Like my dad knows an NFL player. So whenever Chris Carter would come to Indianapolis, which happened every so often, the Vikings would play in Indy. Uh, we would go, we'd go to the hotel room and like Chris would like sign autographs for me and all. And I was like, this is the coolest thing of all time. And in fact, when Chris Carter went to the hall of fame, he invited our family up to uh, Canton to be a part of the, like we went to his party and, oh, and everything. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And I, I have Chris Carter. I have every Chris Carter. Like, so I was really into the Vikings because of that when I was growing up, mm -hmm. just because I thought it was cool. My dad knew a guy on the Vikings. And then Chris left the Vikings, and I was like, I tried to be a Vikings fan. And then Brett Favre threw an interception against the Saints, and I was like, all right, I don't need this in my life. Right. Uh, and then I lived in Ohio. And the Browns, you need to purge all my fans, the toxic relationships yeah. from your life, Mark. You live in L.A. Yeah. now. You have long yeah. hair. You only drink, like, green juice. <laughs> You know, so then I moved to Ohio. Uh, all my friends were Browns fans, they were miserable, they but they loved the Browns, and they're like, Man, if we could just make the playoffs someday, I would be so happy. And I was like, You know what? I'm gonna throw my weight behind this, like, I don't actually care, but I just want you to be happy. So I started cheering for the Browns just so my friends would be happy, and that's pretty much where I've arrived. So, okay, I like that. The Browns have always yeah. been endearing to me, to be honest. Yeah. I went last year, I went to their home opener, and I went to the Muni lot, as they call it, oh, the yeah. municipal the parking Muni lot where people party and ended up on a school bus that some guy had dressed up as a dog and there was a bar in it. And he was like, take a shot of my home in moonshine. And I was like, absolutely not, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kindly. That's, um, that, that's the Browns experience right there. Yeah. yeah. It's, that, that's, they're, they are endearing. They, the Browns are absolutely horrible in every single game. The fans still show out and they're like, if we could just win this one game, we can turn it all around today. I it starts that. today. I, I find that really happens. moving. Um, um, well, I never talk about my fandom, so no one knows what team. Yeah, I'm right, fandom, so right. Let's just dive on in. You go off your list. We just go off your list and I'll, I can adjust. So just give me the list okay, of okay. the on you have. You start with the Bills. All right, so my, my answer for the Bills, yeah. the thing that's going to upset Bills fans the most is that they can't tailgate. Uh, I guess they could still probably find a way, but that, that Bills fans are not going to be able to light themselves on fire and jump through tables and, and have the Bills Mafia this year. I think that's going to be the most upsetting. God, I'm so excited to see how many of these are the exact, the exact same. same. Uh, that's mine. Mine, I just wrote down, if the pandemic means they can't crash through tables, they'll be pissed. Maybe Maybe they can set up socially distanced tables. There could be hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm I that, Like we're going off the assumption that like the type of person that will set themselves on fire and jump through the table is also the type of person that's like, <laughs> well, I will respect the coronavirus laws and I will socially distance and wear a mask and definitely not. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the guy that's like, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills fans who throw themselves through plastic tables are definitely the same ones who are like, I don't need to wear a mask right yeah, now. And I the fact so. that 
the fact that both of us thought, you so, know, here are people who are like putting on masks to go grocery shopping are bummed that they can no longer throw themselves. Yeah, I, I have point. a feeling now that I'm talking, now that I'm hearing us talk, like I have a feeling Bills fans are just going to make it even, they're going to say the fact that we can't go to games means we have to tailgate twice as hard now and we have to up the stakes and like we have to make this a, a message of perseverance that like we couldn't let the coronavirus keep us down and we are going to, I'm going to set my, I'm going to douse myself in gasoline two times the amount of gasoline before I set myself on fire. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to burn down my entire house. Yeah. In the yeah. name yes. of yes. Bill's, Bill's fandom. Bill's. God, that's so true. Uh, uh, I, that's, that's all. That's, that's all great. I got. That's all right. Really all right. Next uh, one. Okay. Dolphins. Uh, for Dolphins, I had uh, the quarterback controversy that it's going to be inevitable that the Tua Tagovailoa mm -hmm. was drafted, and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the starter for now. But Ryan Fitzpat, like Fitzmagic, is awesome until it's not, and I have a feeling like at some point, and, and it always feels like they pull the quarter, like the fans want the quarterback switch to happen like four games before the coaches make it happen, you know. So yeah. I feel like that four game window where the Dolphins are just like like they're not going to make the playoffs and it's like all right what are we doing here why are we starting thirty how old is Brian Fitzpatrick like thirty nine who even knows at this point yeah um, I don't know he went to Harvard though there's no, <laughs> there's no way of no we don't have the science to know how old <laughs> I don't know how are you supposed to tell how old someone is like like a tree ring see how many rings yeah have? cut it, cut them open count the rings <laughs> uh, that that's my prediction is going to be it's two a time it's time it's two a time. God damn it, it's two at a time. Why are we why are you making me wait for this? Make it happen now. And I feel like that's gonna be the theme coming out of Miami for a long time. I think you're right. I uh now that you say that, that makes mine sound a little dumb because mine was if Tua gets hurt again, fans are gonna be really mad somehow at the organization for doing that. I think conversely, this is my bright side. This is my this is my look on the other side for a second, which is that I think that if Say Fitz Magic, I, I think of Ryan. I, I think of Fitz Magic as like Cinderella when she starts turning into a pumpkin. He like you get you get the tail end of the carriage being really magic. nice, and then yeah. inevitably it just turns back into a pumpkin. You're like, ah, oh, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick on the whole time. Um, and so I think that say you have one of those moments, he turns into a pumpkin. Tua comes in and just saves the season and takes him yeah. to the playoffs. Yeah. I think that would be really, really wonderful for Miami. Yeah, I I think so as well. Yeah, yeah. If that happens, yeah. It, while while I, we're talking fairy tales, yeah. If if Tua <laughs> comes in and leads the Dolphins, to, yeah, I'm sure that would be awesome. There he is. Yeah. There's that optimism. You know, oh love. man. Um. All right, New England Patriots. All right, my answer is, and and you know this is true, Charlotte. Uh, the Patriots fans are going to be mad because you, the Patriots have the most difficult schedule in the NFL, according to my Google search. Um. <laughs> And I, they're going to lose a lot. You're going to lose a lot more games than you're used to. And the, the rest of the fans in the NFL are going to love this. And I see Patriots fans getting together and just saying, like, I, I don't understand how, why they hate us so much. It's, it's just it's so disgusting how much joy people get out of seeing us lose. It's just, it, it really just – it's disgusting. And I don't get it. And, frankly, it, it's – the fact that some of these people just want to see us lose more and they want to see their own team win, like, I feel like that's just going to be all the conversations coming out of New England this year. That sounds just, really fascinating, yeah. New England accent impression. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. – it's like, it's like a cartoon character from, you know, it's like the sad bar – the sad guy sitting at a bar from a cartoon is what. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, obviously I agree. I feel like, 
I feel like, unfortunately, fans are going to be pretty mad if Cam Newton isn't as good as yeah. they want him to be. And that would be upsetting to me because, um, you know, I think that would be a very, yeah. a very quick turn, but I get it. Um, I also think, on the other hand, I think that if Cam is really great, that... Mm-hmm. Patriots fans will be very excited. Uh, speaking from you know no personal experience mm-hmm. whatsoever, the the interesting one, the one that I'm not totally sure about, Mark, is whether Pats fans will be mad if Tom Brady is really good in Tampa, or very if they team. will. I feel like a lot of Pats fans have been trying to be very altruistic and being like, "Look, we're so, I'm so grateful for Tommy for what he did for us. You know, six Lombardis, mm-hmm. it was amazing." I wish him only the best down in Florida. Uh, you know, I really, I really mean that. I really mean that, Sully. I want him to succeed. And you're like, yeah, do you? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think personally, I think I'll be pretty upset if Tom Brady wins a seventh Super Bowl and it's with a f- yeah. team from Florida. You're only, you're only happy for him if everything's good for the Patriots as well. Like, if the Patriots come out of this and. Not if they have it. I don't. They're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. But like, if the Patriots are in a position moving forward where like the franchise is going to be just fine, then it's easy to be happy for Tom Brady. If this is the end of the Patriots as we know it, no fan, none of the Patriots fans are going to be like, "I'm happy for Tom." It's so good to see Tom succeed. No one's going to be happy for him. There's no way. Although Colts fans were kind of worried for Peyton. The beautiful Peyton thing wins is the Super Super Bowl, and, and the Colts suck, and the Colts fans are like, "We love it." Congrats, Peyton. <laughs> I mean, I do think that there are Pats, there are Pats fans listening to this who you you might get some angry emails to the People Sports Podcast at gmail.com saying, no, no matter what, very grateful for Tommy. Yeah. Anyway, well, they're um, saying that now. That's what I'm saying. The games haven't started. Uh, so, what does that yeah, leave right, the Jets? Exactly. Yeah. And for the Jets, I just wrote down on my little sheet, mm-hmm. I just wrote LOL. Yeah. The Jets, from my, my note, the Jets are the only team that I said nothing. There's nothing that upsets Jets fans. They are the only fan base in the NFL that loves being miserable. You could argue that the Bills and the Lions and the Browns and the Bengals, like there, there are a lot of franchises that are downtrodden and have sucked for a very long time. Those fans do not like being miserable. They're just kind of used to being miserable, but they don't like every Browns fan. I know if you ask them, they're like, of course we want to win. Jets fans don't want to win. They, they deep down in their soul, their identity is like I want to complain and I just want to. What is what is the front office doing? Oh my god, we're New York. Fan damn sounds it. a yeah, lot like, like your Pats fan. Patriots fan. They're all the same to me. They're all, <laughs> all you East Coast snobs. Uh, th- that's that is the, Jet, the 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 quintessential Jets fan is the Knicks fan who is like we're we're in New York. Why are we not winning more? Oh, and you're just like, what? Get over yourself. What is going on that's right true. now? And it's true. Uh, and the Mets fans, like, they're all the same. All the New York, like, that whole, like, New York, like, elitism, like, we should win every title because we're New York. But Jets fans don't want to be happy. If the Jets won, like, three Super Bowls in a row, Jets fans wouldn't know what to do with themselves. They would be like, they would pretend like they liked it, but then they'd be like, there goes my identity. I have nothing now. <laughs> Mark, you just, you just wrote off an entire coast. You mm-hmm. just, like, our listeners. West Coast, baby. I'm a West Coast, Coast guy now. Oh my God, insufferable. I want everyone on the East Coast to know that I have your back, that <laughs> some of us have not forgotten where we come from. <laughs> uh, and with that said, let's do AFC West. <laughs> okay, AFC West, West Coast. Let's get it. Let's All get right. it. Uh, I started with the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. 
My my and, answer's boring. Uh, Von Miller's out for the year, torn ankle, uh, ligaments. Like I think that's yeah. just it. I think I think we've already reached. They're already peak. mad. They're already mad. I don't think it's gonna get any. Like they've already the season's over for Denver fans. They're like, all right, I guess yeah. we lose, and that's it. Sorry. So I, I don't think we really need to <laughs> go Drew anymore. Lock, that, right? Like Drew. Yeah. I I originally before that happened um, yesterday, I just wrote that if John Elway gets distracted by Drew Lock's height and refuses <laughs> to let anyone replace him after he throws five interceptions every game, but um, let's move. The Broncos are kind of boring right now. Anyway, I'm not very interested yeah, in them. Are, yeah. Sorry, Colorado. Um, the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs. I said if the Chiefs don't win a Super Bowl again, every Chiefs fan is going to blame the coronavirus for killing their dynasty. And like you'll you'll be like, well, you know, they still played the full season, and the Chiefs choked in you know the AFC Championship or something. They're like, no, it doesn't matter because if we, if we had if if all the it's just all the distractions, it, it screwed us up. And I think if if all those distractions weren't going on, we were obviously going to win the Super Bowl. We were about to rattle off a dynasty, and uh, this whole this whole situation asterisk asterisk at all it doesn't count and they're also gonna they're also gonna do that well arrowhead's the loudest stadium in the nfl yeah. mm-hmm. and we couldn't have fans and yeah. I, you know it's funny though because for for my chiefs for my what's gonna make chiefs fans mad is i i don't think they're actually gonna be that mad this year so, like yeah. i don't think they're uh, originally i had i was thinking like they'll be most mad if they don't win a super bowl again and then i was like I don't know. I feel like they're still riding pretty high after they, 50 years I will years say the Chiefs, losing. some serious potential from Chiefs fans to turn into, I say this as a Cubs fan, a lifelong Cubs fan, uh, to be the new Cubs, like the Cubs arc where like everyone's cheering for them. They're fun. They're charismatic. They never win anything. So everyone wants to see them finally get over the hump. They get over the hump. Now they're absolutely insufferable. And <laughs> everybody is. Yeah. We're well, not there see- yet with Chiefs fans. We're not there yet. But like that's what happened with the Cubs. We're like, Five years ago, every single person on earth that wasn't like if your team wasn't playing the Cubs in the playoffs or you weren't a Cardinals fan, you're probably cheering for the Cubs to win the World Series. Now, if the playoffs start, I don't think there's anybody outside of Chicago that's cheering for the Cubs. Like, no, I still kind of like the Cubs, but that's because okay. I'm a Red Sox yeah. fan, which is the only other worse example of yeah. that in the history of sports. Uh, I will say that I think thinking about this, Patrick Mahomes, if he is the second coming of Christ, the way a lot of football people seem to think, um, I'm wondering how long he has to be endearing and to be a real fan favorite across the NFL before people start to be like, I can't stand that guy because he wins yeah. all the time. Yeah, he's the I don't know how long yeah. he has. I don't know the answer to that that's, question. That's America, baby. We, we put guys on pedestal <laughs> just to knock him down. And, and Mahomes is on the pedestal. So let's start swinging. It's you like either, a pinata. We, you we, either... We, Put him up there now. Let's start hitting him. <laughs> Either die works. a legend or live long enough to become a meme. Yeah, um, exactly. All right. Vegas Raiders, which is weird to say. Uh, I didn't really know what to put for this one. I said maybe if the team like goes and parties on the strip during a pandemic. Like, yeah, I was going to say the fans. Like, I don't are, – are, are people in Vegas even Raiders fans yet? Are they still like they, – do they even know they have a team yet? Like, I feel like if you – the Raiders fans are still in Oakland. And I don't even think the Oakland – I don't even think the people in Oakland are even mad they lost the team based on like the way it all went down and the Raiders' final game last year. They're all like just like – like, no one's mad. They're all there just, like, saying thank you as the Raiders franchise is stabbing them in the back. Um, it, was, it was a very weird scene because that's not how it would go down. If, if, if I was a diehard fan of a team and they were leaving, I would not be, like, there for the final game clapping, like, thank you so much for all you've done for me. These, I'd be like, what the hell, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so I, I, the, the Raiders fans are a weird bunch. I don't know if you've heard about this, Charlotte, but they, they are an interesting bunch. Those, I have. You know, I think – 
first of all, I think that this episode is revealing a lot about um, who we are as people. Um, I also think that with the Raiders, they do have a lot of fans in Southern California. So I feel mm -hmm. like once fans can be at games again, there will still be a big Raiders contingent. And I don't know, maybe Vegas, Vegas embraced the Knights pretty quickly. Like maybe this could be, this could yeah. be a great thing. The the Raiders fans, not to be positive. They'll they'll embrace them, sure. But like if 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 I'm saying picture a Raiders fan and you picture you close your eyes and you picture a Raiders fan right this second on September 9th, 2020. I see what city is that fan in? What what's is he in LA? Is he in Oakland? Oh. Is he in Vegas? Like who knows? Who knows? Oakland. <laughs> I think Definitely it's Oakland, Oakland still, right? Like yeah. And has like face so. paint on and is carrying like a pirate flag and was on house arrest and <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, uh, Chargers. Uh, Chargers. Let's see here. I think it's got to be they're not in San Diego still. I think I think that's still it. I think it, what we just talked about with the Raiders definitely applies to the Chargers. Like every single Chargers fan, every single person who lives and breathes San Diego Chargers football has something to do with the city of San Diego. There's not a single person in LA that's like, I love the Chargers. They're like, what? We, is that is that true? The Chargers are in the Rams stadium? Oh, I thought that was I'm, I'm telling you this, Charlotte. I live in Los Angeles. The mm -hmm. the, the new the SoFi Stadium that they've built. Uh, every single conversation I've had about that, it has been referred to. I, I just had to look this up before the show to even know it was SoFi Stadium because every single conversation I've had about it, it has been called the Ram Stadium. That's what every person calls it. The Ram, did you see the new Ram Stadium be built? Have you have you seen the update on the Ram Stadium? Whatever. Yeah. The Chargers are playing in this stadium. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I just wrote for for the Chargers. I just wrote. You need to have fans for them to get mad, which <laughs> yeah, feels yes. a little mean. Yeah. Next one. Uh, Ravens. AFC North. We got Ravens. Uh, I I wrote down that people don't love Jam Lamar Jackson enough, even though everybody loves Lamar Jackson. I have, I have a feeling Ravens fans are going to feel like this, like Patrick Mahomes is like the golden boy of the NFL, and that's bullshit because Lamar Jackson won the MVP last year. And why do people not love Lamar enough? And then you like look around, you're like, who are you talking to? Everybody loves Lamar Jackson. What are you talking about? That's what I feel like is going to happen with Ravens fans. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Uh, if Lamar isn't voted unanimous MVP again, yeah, yeah. so the, the haters, like you're gonna hear about the hater, the Lamar haters, and it's like some guy that's like, if it was me and I was starting a franchise, I would take Patrick Mahomes over Lamar Jackson, but also Lamar Jackson, unbelievable player. And they're like, oh, wow, yeah. hater, <laughs> what a hater! Right, let's exactly, exactly. No, um, I think that's right. Uh, let's go through Bengals. Uh, Bengals fans are numb at this point. I think nothing can hurt them. Nothing can upset them. They just drafted Joe Burrow. He's kind of a local kid ish. Uh, for, I, so I think everything, so I just, I would just say like, maybe their Joe Burrow jersey is taking too long to arrive. Like yeah. they ordered it and it's the, it's lost in the mail. Like that's going to upset them the most. Otherwise, like they don't care. They're, they finally feel something for once in their lives that Joe Burrow was. That is so great. You know what? I think there is only upside for Bengals fans. I'm yeah, going to go full yeah. positive on this one, which is that that nothing nothing can upset these guys because they got they got their man in Joe. He is a fun player. He's yep. a great player. I'm kind of hoping this is not going to happen, but I'm hoping for a Bengals Saints Super Bowl uh because it would be funny to watch louisiana <laughs> figure out like what to do just like yeah yeah explosion. that would be that um, would be hilarious yeah but i don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> trust me all right well crush my dreams mark <laughs> um <laughs> the browns for the browns i just i i think it's gonna come down to that um if if the media says something bad about baker 
um, or not even bad, just like reports his statistics, which aren't great. And then he takes that as an insult and gets mad yeah. at them. And then Browns fans get mad at the media because they haven't. Are Browns fans going to turn on Baker Mayfield at any point? Has it already happened? Is it going to happen? Is it going to be like, I, I love it. It's your team. It's your it guys. Team, what right? do you think? Hmm. I don't know. I, I got to start. I got to reach out to the friends I have and see how they feel. Re read the temperature on bigger. Cause I could see, I could see them starting because they're so desperate for like a quarterback, obviously um, that the fact that Baker Mayfield is like semi-competent, they love him and they're like, this is our guy. But at what point, do, at what how point, long Charlotte, can he ride that out? Yeah. At what Will point you please the ask your outweigh the production? I don't know. We're going to see uh, my, my thing that they're going to be most upset about. And I know this to be true because uh, again, the Browns are my team. Uh, the Ohio state football season was canceled. That's the one thing that's going to upset Browns fans the most because <laughs> there was the yin and the yang of being a football fan in Ohio. By the way, no one's a Bengals fan in Ohio except for the people in Cincinnati. So, like, the state of Ohio gets behind right. the Browns mostly. Um, mm -hmm. And it's the yin and the yang. It's like on Saturdays you watch the Buckeyes kill everybody, and then Sundays the Browns blow it. And, like, you can you can endure the Browns blowing it because the Buckeyes are, are so good, and it's just like that, that, that relationship between the two is what makes football work in Ohio. You take away the Buckeyes, right. oh, boy. Oh boy, <laughs> dark days. Well, ahead. it kind of keeps you grounded, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it, it makes it keeps the Midwestern, you know, yeah. humble kindness. If you were good at everything, my God, what do you? Yeah, so you turn they, into Pats fans. They have nothing to be excited about now, so they're just going to be. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's what I. God, it's down. so that's so sad. That's a really sad one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's true. Anyway, um, all right, uh, AFC South. Oh, oh sorry, the I skipped the Steelers. <laughs> Uh, I, for, I don't really have Steelers, any feelings about the Steelers. My answer for the Steelers is that Miles Garrett's not in prison. I feel like that's really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't get that's it. If I did that, Charlie, if I took a helmet, if I saw you on the street and I took a helmet and I hit you with it, I would be in prison. So why is Miles Garrett assault? Yeah, why is he not in prison? That's uh, You're right. I can't beat that. Yeah, that, that's what they're upset about. They, they're playing the Browns twice this season, and Miles Garrett's going to play in both games, and they're going to be like, "This is this is ridiculous that this man <laughs> is walking the streets, much less playing football." It, it makes no sense. <laughs> and he gets interviewed. Yeah, no, you're right. That's 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 definitely the answer for that one. Uh, all right, last AFC division, AFC South. Mm -hmm. Um, the Texans. I just said, anytime DeAndre Hopkins does something good for Arizona. Yeah, they, they they that's a big breakup as well. I mean, we we're all focused on the Tom Brady oh, yeah. thing, but yeah, the DeAndre Hopkins thing. Like anything, anytime he does well, I could. Yeah, no one's really. Yeah, that's a good one. I I wrote down Bill O'Brien's butt chin. I think. Uh, I think this is the year the Texans are just like they they just had enough. The Texans fans. He's the seventh year as the coach. He's the GM now. Like they win the division. They've won the division a lot with him, but. It's the AFC South, for God's sakes. Like, it's not that hard to win. I mean, what was it that happened last year and, that distracted from Bill O'Brien not getting fired? Uh, oh, the Astros, the Astros the cheating Astros. scandal. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. the day after Bill O'Brien didn't get fired and it kind of took the yeah. heat off him. I think we'll get back to the heat this time. I think, yeah, the heat's going to be back. I just think, like, and, and, and people are just going to, they're already kind of sick of them. They, 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 I don't know. They're just good enough to be like, they're good enough to get their ass kicked in the playoffs every year. That's what the Texans are. And I think like we're, we're seven years in now. I think it's, it's, that's what's going to piss off the Texans fans the most. Um, yeah. Gets old. What, what's next? Uh, the Colts? Colts. Uh, what do you have? 
I said you try your other team. Yeah, my other team, my my hometown <laughs> boys. I said the Colts fans are gonna get upset trying to decide if they hate the Patriots or the Buccaneers more. Like which because they there's a thing with Colts fans that you always hated the Patriots because mm -hmm. uh, it was the Manning versus Brady rivalry. Now that Brady is not on the Patriots, uh, Colts Colts fans will die for Peyton. They'll do anything for Peyton Manning. No matter like Peyton Manning can come out and be like, "I want to go into the Hall of Fame as a Denver Bronco," and Colts fans will give him a stand ovation. And be like, "Whatever you want, Peyton. If that's what you want, we're we're happy for you." Uh, <laughs> so it's very important to Colts fans that Peyton Manning is thought of as better than. Tom Brady. So with that, they hated the Patriots forever. But now where where do you direct your hatred? I think it's going to be confusing because I think every Colts fan is going to watch every single Colts game, every single Patriots game, and every single Buccaneers game. And now they're just going to be upset about that because like they're they're watching their workload as a viewer has now increased because they have to watch two teams to hate. You know what I mean? That's so true. <laughs> that's so true. I think uh that's a much better one than I had, which was if if Philip Rivers um doesn't you know loses another playoff game but I think can you imagine the joy if Philip Rivers takes Colts fans oh, be great. to a Super Bowl I mean I'm not saying that it I don't know uh, what Jim <laughs> Charlotte uh by the time we're done with this thing you're gonna have a Super Bowl featuring 12 teams I you know like you're already putting the Bengals the Saints <laughs> The, the Dolphins are in the playoffs. The Colts are now winning the Super Bowl. I mean, what the hell? Look, do, do you understand how the Super Bowl works? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what football like, is? I thought, I thought what made it super is everyone's – are you an ACC basketball coach trying to get everyone in the I'm a millennial, Mark, so I grew up in the participation trophy era. So I think that everybody should get a chance to go to the Super Bowl uh. every year. Um, for the Titans being the Super Bowl, I just said I think that after Mike Vrabel said that he would um, – excuse my language cut his dick off to win a super bowl uh, i think that now fans will be upset if he doesn't because you know they didn't win it last year and whose fault yeah, is that yeah yeah the the no fan base in the history of sports want to see their coach cut their penis off as much as the tennessee Titans. <laughs> it's, it's something they wake up every day like i hope my coach <laughs> i had i up. I had a one-on-one -on -one interview with Vrabel after mm -hmm. the um after the ravens game and mm -hmm. um it, I was the only person who was there after, um, you know, no one asked it in the sort of group press conference, even though the main story trending on Twitter was, you know, about that. And I said to my editor, I was like, I have to ask him about this, don't I? And she was like, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think do. So I had to yeah. ask Vrabel why he said that. And it was the most uncomfortable conversation I have ever as, had. As with, I can Anyway, I, I love Mike Vrabel. He's a Buckeye, and uh, he that's used right. To come, he used to come to the basketball practice when I was on the basketball team and show off a Super Bowl ring. He was he was like the cool uncle that would come in and be like, "Hey guys, check this out," and he'd, he'd show Super Bowl rings, and we're like, "Whoa, can I put it on?" He's like, "Go ahead." Just remember, Uncle Mike gave. Remember, Uncle Mike. And we're like, oh, "All right, Mike, love you." Go ahead. Uh, that's so good. I, I had uh, for uh, the Titans. The thing I think they're going to be mad about is Derrick Henry MVP snubs. Like, I, I just see Titans fans saying, like, Derrick Henry's going to lead the NFL in rushing again. He's going to be a workhorse back, and you're just going to, and he's going to finish like 12th in the MVP voting. And Titans fans are going to be really upset that this is a quarterback league. Nobody appreciates a good workhorse running back anymore. Um, I'm not saying he's the best player, Charlotte, but like, in terms of value to his team, in terms of value, is it not the most valuable player? 
Like, to, who's more valuable than Derrick Henry? Like, I, I see that being a narrative out of Tennessee. Oh God, you're so good at really getting in their heads. Yeah, it's that's a little what, concerning. I'm, I'm reading that one. Um, yeah. yeah. What else? Does that leave the Jaguars? Is that it in the AFC? That's the yeah, that's one. just the Jags. And I just said uh, if Gardner Minshew doesn't play as well as he looks in uh, 70s dirtbag outfit. That's it. That's all I wrote down. I said, I think the Jaguars, like the Broncos, the Jaguars thing has already happened, and it was Taco Bell removing the Mexican pizza and the shredded chicken from their menu. I think that, that ups, that's going to upset Jaguars fans more than anything else this year. <laughs> I can't top that. I can't top that. We're moving on to the NFC. That's right. perfect. There it is. Uh, all right. Cowboys. I feel like we might have the same one here. I said if Mike McCarthy is not the answer to everyone's problems. Yeah, he has to he has to solve everything. I I, I had a similar thing, and then I I ultimately wrote down uh, Tony Romo is I, I we're gonna get a profile of Tony Romo like a, a one of those sports media nerds that like covers sports media. They're gonna do some yeah. like big thing on like Tony Romo's new life post playing, and we're gonna get like some quote where Tony Romo's like, "I'm so much happier, and I'm I'm a bigger star now." that I'm done playing than I ever was with the Cowboys and man, life is so good. And like Cowboys fans are going to be enraged by that. They're going to be like, Tony, you are our guy, but he's just going to, he's going to be shameless about being like, dude, I'm having so much more fun calling football games than playing them. This is great. <laughs> that's You're what, that's so what right. No, that's exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. That was honestly, uh, that's what I got for the Cowboys. Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, Giants. Giants, I said, uh, so Jason Garrett is the offensive coordinator, and uh, mm-hmm. Giants fans are accustomed to hating Jason Garrett because he was the Cowboys coach for so long. Uh, mm-hmm. but they're they're going to continue to hate Jason Garrett. And Saquon Barkley, he's either going to get too many or too few touches. If he gets too few, it's like, why is Garrett not putting – he's going to put the ball in his hands because Garrett loves running backs. Uh, but let's say he doesn't quite as much, and they're, they're going to lose their mind and be like, why are we not giving Saquon the ball more often? And then if he gives him too much, because Saquon Barkley kind of has an injury history, sort of ish, they're gonna they're gonna yell at him like, "What what are you doing? You're you're gonna kill the guy. You're gonna run him into the ground. Why are we giving the ball to him?" So Jason Garrett is going to be the scapegoat for the Giants. That's where they're gonna direct your hatred. That's so true. I, I mine is boring. I just said if Daniel Jones starts doing like turns into Eli Manning, does like Jones face on mm. the side, mm-hmm. you know, if it like zooms in and Daniel Jones is just sitting there like, yeah. Huh? But I also think that that could go the other way. I think that if Daniel Jones is great, mm-hmm. which he showed, he showed that maybe he could be. Uh, Giants fans like they'll they'll forget everything bad that has happened to them. Danny Dimes, baby, he's already there got a great is. nickname. Danny Dimes, that's a great nickname. He yeah. doesn't really. I look forgot like his name was Danny Jones. Dimes, to be honest but... with you, I, was, I just know him as Danny Dimes. Yeah. Daniel Dimes. Daniel. <laughs> Please call me Danny Dimes. Daniel Dimes is my father. <laughs> Mr. Dimes. Mr. Dimes is my father. Call me Danny. Um, all right. Eagles. I just, this one's obvious to me, which is that the first time the Eagles are not winning a game because Eagles fans do this every year. They get mad and they boo their own team the minute yeah. they start losing for the first time, even after they win a Super Bowl. I said they are alive and they live in the city of Philadelphia. And I think that's all it takes to be upset. I think just yeah. like waking okay. up and just being like, do I, I'm, I'm from Philly. Okay. Well, then I'm pissed off. And that's all I need to know. Okay. <laughs> so we have the same that's one. It. Yeah. That's pretty much the same one. Uh, and then the Washington football team, I think this one's obvious. It's the team name change for me. I think that's gonna be that's gonna piss them off. Like I although a lot of a lot of Washington football team fans seem to be like on board with it, like the ones that I see, but like 
I, I, you know, we, there are we all we there. all know that there's some that their the heritage is going to be a word thrown around. It's going to be like the reason we're not like the 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 Washington football team is going to suck this year, and I I think they're going to blame it on the name change. They're going to be like, this would never have happened to my father's my grandfather's <laughs> football team. This would never have happened. Um, yeah, that's that's better than mine, which is I, I wrote down I don't know literally everything. So everything. Well, um, yeah. It's also know, I was, saw that the Cowboys the Cowboys get fans that the Cowboys have come out because of course they have because if there's any franchise I was going to say this it was going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they are going to have the most fans at games, not just because they have the biggest stadium, but like every other franchise is like, yeah, we might have fans. We're going to probably cap it at like four and a half percent capacity. And Jerry Jones is like. We're gonna try to get seventy five percent or like whatever he's like. <laughs> right. The show goes on. We're gonna have so I could see uh, what really the whole NFC East is gonna be pissed off that the Cowboys get to have fans at their games and they don't. And um, yeah, I, I see that being something that is really upsetting. I think you're right. That's gonna that's gonna that'll probably go across the whole league. To be honest, you know there yeah. are people on every team that are like, if only we had Jerry Jones, and mm-hmm. you're like, wow. Yeah. Uh, okay, NFC West, Arizona Cardinals. I think that if Cliff Kingsbury gets cast as Laura Dern's new love interest in season three of Big Little Lies, which is exactly what he looks like, the fan base will be mad. I I also think Kingsbury is going to be the uh, target. I think Kingsbury is is too good looking. You don't want a good looking football coach. That's not what you want. You don't want that. I don't trust a good looking football coach. For God's sakes, Andy Reid just won the Super Bowl. That's what you want. That is a football man. That Bill Belichick. Like, like you do not want a GQ model as your football coach. Uh, Kingsbury, he was under 500. Like, his claim to fame right now, the reason he has a job, quote unquote, like the reason people believe in him is because he is the guy responsible for Patrick Mahomes. Right. Allegedly. He was under 500 at Texas Tech with Mahomes in the two years he was a starter. So my question is – People forget that. People forget that. Uh, Is he – should we give him credit for Mahomes or should we give Mahomes credit for Cliff Kingsbury for even giving this man a job? Like, is that not what the the situation is here? So I envision the Cardinals – you said you brought up DeAndre Hopkins earlier. I think the offense is going to be fun. That is Kingsbury's thing is like – He's a quarterback guru. Air raid offense, yeah. you know. Yeah, Kyler style, Murray. Blah, like, they're going to be blah. awesome. They're going to score points. Like, they're going to have a few plays where it's like, oh, my God, are the Cardinals something? And then they're going to give up a ton of points on defense, not win a lot of games. And the Cardinals fans are going to be like, get to hell with this guy. Like, what are we doing here? I don't want a GQ model as my coach. I think give that's me, right. Give me a man, an overweight man with a mustache. And then Jeff Fisher's <laughs> like – if I had a nickel for every time I've said that, Mark, I, uh, I, I really do think that I, I would prefer to have a coach who celebrates with two cheeseburgers in one night than like, you know, a party. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, wow, I did write down St. Louis Rams for what it's you did. I did St. not. Rams, I think wow. that wow. I ended up using one of the things from the footballs for dummies. Um, anyway, LA Rams. Um, I just think that, you know, Sean McVay turns 35 during the playoffs this year. Mm. And I think that's going to anger fans because then he's one year away from being one year farther away from being the wonderkind that they mm. embraced. Yeah. I think so I, Sean McVay getting older is going to a whole package fans. of like Sean McVay's a goober. Uh, he's no longer like, like, as you said, the wonderkind, like the fun, exciting 30 year old. Uh, they, they, the Rams have completely mortgaged like their entire, they, they were in the win now mode as, as mm-hmm. they go to the Super Bowl McVay's second year. They, they're going to have a five year stretch of zero first round picks. It feels like, uh, they, they are paying like five guys, like they basically spent, all their money on like five players. Like uh, their, their five best players were like, I want a ton of money. And they're like, we'll, we'll give you a ton of money and then we'll give you even more. 
Um, which I don't understand. Like, if you're the Rams and you're in L.A. and you have the new stadium, like, there should be, like, an L.A. It should work the other way where, like, guys should be desperate to want to play there. It should be like the, like the Chiefs, for example. They had to pay Patrick Mahomes that much because they're trying to lock him in at Kansas City. Because when Patrick Mahomes is a free agent, he's like, do I really want to spend my career in Kansas City or can I go to, like, Miami or L.A. or, you know? I guess right. that's more of a problem with the NBA where guys want to go to the coast. But uh, you would think that the Rams wouldn't have to do this. But, no, they're, they're doing it. They're spending a ton of money, I, I, and they're not going to be that good. And I think, like, all they're ultimately going to have to show for this little run is – three points that they scored in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. And that's it. They All of this for three <laughs> points in the Super Bowl. Um, and I think Rams fans are going to look around when they're like eight and eight this year and be like, what the hell? We got Jeff Fisher was eight and eight. We got rid of that guy to bring in this guy to get rid of all our draft picks to score three points in the Super Bowl. That's it. That's what we did this for. And then they bring Jeff Fisher back. And they bring Jeff Fisher yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. 49ers. Uh, I just think if Jimmy G falls short of being it, as good as people want him to be. He's too mm -hmm. handsome. Again, he's too handsome. It's distracting. Yeah. Do you want your quarterback to be that? That quarterback's different, you know, like handsome quarterback. Yeah, but only if win, they can back can it up. Be, and Jimmy G, yeah, people yeah. are like, can, are you, are you handsome. as good as we want you to be? Does he love football handsome? enough? Have we started that conversation? <laughs> no, but that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Okay. Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really have a good one for this, to be honest. What's yours? I wrote, I said that they're we, we kind of touched on this with other teams. I think they're gonna lose a couple games at home and get upset that the twelves, as they call themselves, the twelfth met the whatever the hell that, that cold is going on at, at Seattle and Texas AM and they fight each other over who gets to be the twelfth man. Uh I think they're gonna say that it's it's bullshit that if if the fans were there, we would have won the game. We let the guys down. The, the, the ownership has let the team down by not allowing us to be there to cheer them on against the 49ers, and that's the only reason we lost to the 49ers at home. I think that's going to happen a couple of times. Yeah. I think that's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say that um, the thing that will make them happy is if the Seahawks are really, really good, and then they can be like, look, you all ripped Russell for being a little bit lame with yeah. his Mr. Incredible or whatever video, but like he actually is Mr. Incredible. So that's I think that's a positive spin they'll put on it. Um all right, NFC North, Chicago Bears. This one's kind of obvious. Obvious, obvious. Next, Move Trubisky. On. Trubisky. Right? <laughs> Nothing else needs right. to be said. Uh, just Trubisky. No, Next. Right. Okay. Uh, Detroit Lions. Uh, similar vein as the Browns for me. Uh, Big Ten football is canceled. I think. I think the Lions. I mean, the Michigan sucks <laughs> recently, but like the Lions, it's the same sort of thing. Like the the a lot of Lions fans are Michigan State fans. I think it's just like you want that whole weekend of like you want the hope on Saturday then Sunday your hopes get dashed. And it's just like this there, – there's a rhythm to your weeks in the fall. And not having Big Ten football, I think, is ultimately – because the Lions fans, if you're talking about just the Lions, they're numb. They, nothing can hurt them. The Lions can no, – once you've gone 0-16, nothing's going to really piss you off. Um, right. So I, I said Big Ten football being canceled. Okay. I, I just said that if Matt Patricia – makes bad coaching decisions i think it i <laughs> think he's primed for likely. being turned on he's going to seems and likely. he's gonna get yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um packers likely. it's obviously the drama somehow around aaron Rodgers and jordan love i don't yeah. know is that yeah. obvious what did yeah, you yeah that's kind of that's a, that's definitely that's definitely obvious and i i had a feeling you were gonna say that so i wrote down uh you my, zigged where I zagged. Yeah, yeah. No, no, there's no, you know, I, I I think that's a good answer. I wrote down Mike McCarthy. Uh, I think Mike McCarthy is going to love coaching the Cowboys a little too much. It's going to piss off Packers fans when he already said, like, in his introductory press conference, he said, 
I'm coaching at the most iconic franchise in sports. And is that a shot at Green Bay? Is it not? I don't know. But Packers fans are going to start reading these comments as shots. Like, because if the Cowboys are, they got it rolling, and Mike McCarthy's like, it's it's great to finally work for a franchise that values X Y Z, and and right. like he just starts throwing these shots, and Packers fans are like, this son of a bitch. <laughs> right, we gave him everything. I hate him more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, Vikings. I mean. Vikings is Kirk Cousins' salary is $33 million. He is the sixth highest paid player in the National Football League. And mm-hmm. uh, that is staggering. Last year, he was the highest paid player in the National Football League. And I think if you're a Vikings fan, as I was once upon a time, Kirk, if, if I asked you to name NFL players, literally any NFL players, where does Kirk Cousins fall on your list? Like and by the time you get to Kirk Cousins, I is forget. he in the top 100? I would actually, you, you- like, I was. <laughs> I for, I forgot the other day I was trying to do something on the NFL and I was trying to like go through quarterbacks. I forgot who the Vikings quarterback was. Yeah. He uh and he's the sixth highest paid player was the number so I think that's gotta be it. I think like it Kirk Cousins, he's not bad by the way. Like Kirk Cousins, he's not a bad quarterback, so it's not like no. it's not an absolute dumpster fire situation, but like it 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 feels like a Ram signing where you're like, I mean, Kirk Cousins, it feels like Kirk Cousins goes into negotiation and is like, I want seventeen million dollars a year, and they're like we can't do that, Kirk. We will offer you $33 million a year. And he's like, huh? Uh, all right, I'll take he it. Fell, he fell, <laughs> his ass fell backwards into the jackpot yeah, on that yeah, one. Yeah, That's exactly. what happened there. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, NFC South, Atlanta Falcons. I just said if they don't make the playoffs, like yeah. that's going to, that that will destroy Atlanta mm-hmm. to its, that will shake that fandom to their core. Mm-hmm. I said Tom Brady is now in the division. And so that means they're going to be constantly reminded of the 28 3 game, the 28 3 combat, because Tom Brady's in their division. And God, that's so they're going to have two games this year where they play Tom Brady. And it's just going to be nonstop. Like, now remember, folks, Tom Brady has played the Falcons before. I, right, right, right. Like, I just oh had, God. here I just we go had again. <laughs> I had an epiphany. Listen, if this, if, if, oh my God, imagine if the Falcons with Matt Ryan mm-hmm. beat the Buccaneers with Tom Brady. Do they play them twice this in year? A, they yeah, do, they do, right? Yeah, in a regular they, season game. Does that make up two, for the choking? In two regular season. Do you understand what joy that would bring to Atlanta? Like, that almost might make up for it. That would make up for choking away a, a, a historic it choke in the it Super Bowl. It wouldn't make up for it. It wouldn't <laughs> make up for it. Sorry. If they won but regular nice. season games against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that would make up for <laughs> When you say Hang it the banner. to me. Two and zero against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020. <laughs> okay, uh, all right, right, we're gonna move. All on. right, well, um, we got three more left. All right, uh, yeah, Panthers. Panthers. Um, I think I think what's gonna frustrate Panthers fans beyond releasing Cam Newton, uh, mm-hmm. the Cam Newton era officially being over, uh, it is that the, the Panthers are going to suck this year, but they're not going to suck bad enough to get Trevor Lawrence, who's a local guy, like plays for Clemson. I think like all the Panthers fans are in tune with what's going on with Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. They would love for him to stay in the Carolinas, uh, but they're not, they're going to get like the third pick in the draft and they're going to miss out on Trevor Lawrence. Clemson. Yeah. 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 yeah that's good. I just said if, if Cam is good in New England, Panthers fans will probably not be thrilled. Yeah. If Cam actually that. has an offensive line in New England. Yeah. That's my and, answer. And Cam probably will be good in New England. And God, oh, from your lips to the football <laughs> gods' ears. 
Uh, okay, Saints. Um, this is to me, it's pretty clear that the first call that fans think is unfair by the refs, it's just put up the billboard. Like, let's yeah. go. Conspiracy. The the league obviously hates the Saints. Um, which by the way, you your coach was like paying guys to, to injure players. Like, I mean it, it would make sense for you know, I guess you know, like maybe they made is, their bed, Mark. You can say maybe, it. Yeah, maybe there is a conspiracy, but like at least it sort of makes sense for there to be one. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, what I mean? it'd be like the, the Astros come out right now and they're like, "I gotta say, it sort of feels like everyone's out to get us." And it's like, yeah, no <laughs> shit, Houston. <laughs> like, what the, duh. It's like, yeah, way to read the room. Thank uh, you. Duh. Um, I wrote, <laughs> I wrote that that Michael Thomas is going to get into a petty fight on social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and then Saints fans. Like he's gonna get a fight with somebody. Someone's gonna chirp back at Michael Thomas, and then Saints fans are gonna feel obligated to now hate that somebody, and that's what's gonna get them worked up. Is like, I don't know, Michael. Michael Thomas is gonna start 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 a fight for them, and now they're going to have to get involved in that fight because that's what Michael Thomas does. He's a very petty man on on the internet, so that's what I. Really It'll think. give them something to be mad at besides the refs. It'll be nice. Yeah, I think yeah. that'll be really nice. But the Saints I'm are gonna be really to good, so I don't think they're gonna be mad about like the on field product per se you know no it's going to be something gonna it's going to be something yeah. is someone else's fault for sure uh, -huh. uh okay the last one the tampa the bay one. buccaneers save this for last um i go ahead, go ahead. what do you feel? You go first you go first okay go i first. i think the buccaneers are the the bucks fans are going to inherit the patriots mantra now that they have tom brady the nobody believes in us inferiority complex even though literally everybody believes in you, even though you are the the hot team that everyone loves that they can't get enough of with with all the addition, Leonard Fournette and Gronk and, and Brady, like, but they're gonna convince themselves because they're an underdog in the first game against the Saints. Uh, the Saints are the favorite to win the division, so I think Buccaneers fans are going to just have this angst the whole time of like, they hate us, they don't want us to succeed, they know we're on the come up with a forty two year old quarterback, they know that we are the team of the future. And they hate us for it, and it's disgusting how nobody believes in us. I think that's what's going to happen, which is what the Patriots did every single year. They're like, nobody believes in us, even though we've won seven goddamn Super Bowls. Whatever. Oh, God. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, you know what? Because I'm going to flip this. I'm going to say what will make the Bucks, Bucks fans the most happy so that I don't sound like a bitter New Englander, mm -hmm. is if they are able to go to the Super Bowl in Tampa with Tom Brady and mm -hmm. Gronk and Leonard Fournette, blah, 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 and and win Tom Brady's seventh ring. Like, I, I, I can't even say what will make them mad because what will make them happy is just so obvious, and I will be just, you know, under a weighted blanket um, like five Miller High Life's deep crying into my bunch of crunch because we won't be at the Super Bowl because fans won't be there. Yeah, the, what, uh, the, the Bucks fans being happy, do you think – I think the fact that the Patriots fans are going to be so upset if the Buccaneers I, – I, I, hearing you flesh that out, I don't think Patriots fans are going to be happy if Tom Brady succeeds. I, there's I, no know, I won't there, be. There's not a world where that's going to happen. Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl this year, and Patriots fans are like, hell yeah, love it. <laughs> That's our guy. There's I, there's no way. I, anybody that's people, saying that they some are. Some people are stubborn enough. In New, like stubborn New Englanders, Mark. There are some people who are going to hear you say that and will 
even if they're like broken inside, they will make a show of being happy to prove everybody yeah. wrong. Yeah, they, I think every there are a lot of Patriots. I, I agree, there are a lot of Patriots fans that think they're going to be happy for Tom Brady. But I, as it progresses, and the, it, like say the Patriots are like seven and nine this year, and the Buccaneers are the one seed in the NFC, and the playoffs are about to start. You put some true serum in Patriots fans. There's not a single one that's like, yeah, I hope they do this. I hope the Bucks. Go all the way. There's not a single one. I don't believe it for a second. Uh, okay. Okay. On that note, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, we got one email that I would like to read. Um, I hadn't made the email account yet last time when we recorded the first episode, so I could not tell What is the email account? What, what do you want? What are you looking to accomplish with these this, this email account? It's very simple, Mark. I just love emails. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get emails. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to accomplish. I love hearing from people. Um, these are really fun. We got a few that were very nice. And this one is just my favorite. I've never gotten a better email than this. It's from John Looney. And he wrote, been a fan of y'all on the Twitters for quite a while mm -hmm. and immediately sent the link around to friends. I can't mm -hmm. wait for this, which thank you, John. We really appreciate mm -hmm. that. Then he goes, I don't really have a sports question. I'm curious if you guys have an opinion of the new Grand Jeep Wagoneer. Sorry, of the new Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Its release was today and was entirely underwhelming to me. Finding out this pod exists counteracted the bad news. I'm not trying to get y'all to throw away sponsorship dollars this early in the process. Just curious. No free ads for Jeep is what he's saying. Uh, Send from my That's iPhone. a great email. What, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I didn't look at it. I didn't look at it. I didn't even look at the Jeep. I just think I don't really have a sports question. I'm the, curious if you guys that's not have an opinion. What, what, no, that's is, the is that, Bronco. You're thinking of the Ford Bronco. No, yeah, I know. Is, but is the Jeep one, is that the one with the new truck bed? Have you seen that one? The, I've seen that on the oh. road a little bit. <gasps> is that what that is? I hate that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it I don't is hate or not. That. But... Cut that. If Jeep wants to sponsor us. My first car was a Jeep. I am the most Same. loyal Jeep. Same. Really? Yeah. I, what did you I, have? I had uh, the Grand Cherokee. I had like a. Of course you did eight years old or something yeah, i had a it also i we got it used it was like however, how many thousand miles on it um and it had a bra on it you know those the the uh yes like the leather that like over the headlights yeah and it came on it and i was like yeah what the hell who cares i'll leave it on and now looking back <laughs> like, like i'm the yeah. quarterback i can yeah. do whatever i want yeah. uh i had a jeep liberty and i miss that car every day and i almost impulsively brought a wrangler the other day so anyway. My, do you do the jeep wave do you have the jeep wave down do you know about the jeep wave oh, yeah it's the I didn't Two know about this. Even when I was driving my Jeep, uh, when I had it initially, I didn't know about it. But my family is a Jeep family, and I'll go back and when I go back and visit my family, I'll like borrow my brother's car to like drive around town if I'm at his house or whatever. And I'm driving the Jeep, and like, oh my god, it's the wildest thing. The Jeep wave, it's just, it's just, yeah, so good. The dumbest it's thing so on good. earth. It's a Jeep thing. You don't understand. Um, you, so here, so the rabbit hole this week is um, Jeep etiquette. Jeep etiquette. All right. Everybody has to go figure out what other things Jeep owners do and then what? email us at the people's sports podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we should do like the dumbest uh little cults like that. That like the idea of like Jeep people are like in a little club is also Yeti like, what else Yeti is there? people. Like Yeti, Yeti I'm mugs. a Yeti guy. I'm a Yeti oh. guy. Not to How brag. How can you not be? How can yeah, you not be? Not to brag, but I own multiple pieces of Yeti. <laughs> wow. I have a Yeti wine cup. It's all just deeply embarrassing. Anyway, Mark, uh, is there anything you want to say to the people before we sign up? That's it. I mean, I would say the rabbit hole, I I, I got down in researching all this. Uh, I 
revisited the Nicolas Cage losing his shit YouTube video. That's the title of it is Nicolas Cage losing his shit. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite YouTubes ever. Uh, it's from like seven, eight years ago, um, which in my opinion was like the heyday of YouTube. Um, and and oh I rewatched God. it and I just got like, I got lost in the Nick Cage just aura after that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Just the, the man that buys, he buys castles and dinosaur skulls and, and was married to Elvis's daughter. And just like, I just started reading about Nicolas Cage facts. So I just, uh, I don't know. I just That's sports. That Cage. feels like sports. Nick Cage is sports. He's going to be buried. Also, he's going to be buried in a nine foot pyramid in New Orleans. Like he's already built his tomb and it's a nine foot <laughs> like Egyptian pyramid. <laughs> Just when you think he can't be more perfect. What's your favorite Nick Cage movie? Well, that this is the last thought, and then we'll we'll end this thing. National Treasure. National. You are you do like National Treasure? Good. Oh yeah. Good. What's yours? Uh, like an actual good movie? No. Uh, National Treasure is on my Mount Rushmore. I'd say Face Off. Uh, Con Air is probably my favorite, just because the whole. The whole look. He's got the the flowing locks, the the tank top. He steps off the plane and like the yeah, Conair is a great one. All yeah. right, we'll be back next Thursday. Like, subscribe, review, do whatever the hell it is you do with podcasts. Email Charlotte. She wants your emails. Everybody. Email me. Email what, what one last time. Plug the plug it and wrap this thing up. The People's Sports Podcast at gmail.com. See you guys.